You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Mary, I, I mean, I'm going to tell you something you know here. Our dad uh, fancied himself a handyman. And to his credit, you know, we grew up with a big family. There wasn't lots of money. And so he frequently had to be the guy to fix things. But our dad, his first name was Harry. Harry had his own way of fixing things. <laughs> that, is that fair? I, yeah. Well, I mean, one that sticks in my mind. He was fixing a gas line uh, once uh, down in the basement, putting it together. You know, wiser minds would not do this. But he got it all together. He wanted to check if it was all right. I've read since that the way you find out if gas is leaking is by putting a little detergent around it. And you see it bubble if it does. Not dad. He put a match to it. And the the flame came flaring out. But nothing ever upset him. He'd just say, Wow, I don't think that's right. Uh, and, and, and to and, his credit, his dad was a plumber, right? Yeah, but so he, he thought, thought he knew stuff. Yeah, he thought the fact that his father knew stuff meant he knew things. And I mean, I have to tell people also, just painting an affectionate portrait, he would do all of these things with his pants having fallen down. Dad didn't really have a real good set of hips. And so. <laughs> So his pants would be creeping down and he'd have a parliament cigarette or what was left of it out of the side of his mouth. I I tell you, I was thinking of dad because, you know, when he'd do like plumbing and he'd fix things and he'd be kind of happy. Okay, this is all working. And then he'd look over and there'd be water coming out over there some someplace. It didn't bother me. Went on and fixed it. I'll tell you why I was thinking this. I was actually pretty excited yesterday uh, with President Biden's uh, actions about the environment and the climate. I, I mean, I can't prove this to you, but my impression is that these are unprecedented. No one has done as much. And this is the kind of thing we've been dreaming about. He's been uh, doing actions about racial equity, All these things have been going on. And I felt, I think, like dad, that the plumbing job's getting there. We're getting this all fixed. And then I wake up this morning and I hear the minority leader, uh, Kevin McCarthy, is going down to Mar-a-Lago to, I guess, kiss the ring or spend a little time with Donald Trump. I look at the Republicans, who 45 of them vote not to hold the election. And it just seems to me like looking over and there's still a leak of water. Every day, I'd like to be happy that Joe Biden is finally president. Mar-a-Lago leaks out of a pipe somewhere. Am I? You know, though, I was thinking yesterday that maybe, well, this is about the impeachment thing, which, you know, all the commentators are saying, oh, well, you know, it's a distraction. And if Biden had his way, wouldn't we have to do that? But we know we have to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, maybe that's wrong. Maybe keeping the Republicans distracted on trying to protect Trump's ego and this little thing that uh, Mar- uh, Rand Paul did the other day, the vote on not going forward with impeachment. Maybe that's good 
because it's keeping them, meaning the Republicans or those who would be inclined to undermine Biden, from getting on that full force because they still have to protect Trump. And so there's it's like a split screen, right? You have those people trying to protect Trump, but it's not even a split screen anymore. It's like a little corner of the screen. But what's really starting to occupy the space, and, and Biden is having time to do this, is all these initiatives. Like I was listening like you about the um, climate initiatives and the maybe it's not philosophical exactly, but the policy underpinnings to that being that environmental justice is social justice. And these things are all of a piece for Biden. And it feels pretty um, consistent when you listen to all the different policy pronouncements, including how we move forward on the pandemic. And that's a very impressive um, set of policies. And they're out there, and it's going to be hard for the Republicans to just say no, 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 which is what I think McConnell intends to do. He doesn't have the power to do that, number one. But number two, to kind of upset the movement, the apple cart, the way they did for Obama, I think that could be difficult because people are already starting to talk about it, you know, just in general conversation, like, yeah, this is what we're going to do on social justice and environmental issues are part of that. You know, the policy, the philosophy is starting to become part of the conversation. Well, I think it is. And I think you read that right. And I would add on to the justice issues, something I think Biden is doing so well, that he is making the climate issues uh, a question of jobs and of good jobs. And he's always on this point. The, the story that the Republicans have peddled for decades now is the pointy-headed liberals, you know, they want to go and hug trees and save little tiny owls somewhere, but it's going to be at the expense of that job in the coal mine that you love, love so much. How can they do that to you? And what Biden is saying is, no, climate change is going to create jobs. And I find him persuasive in that. He cited specifically that among the most in-demand jobs were technicians to work on solar equipment, uh, on wind equipment, on those kinds of energies, and that we can build those plants. I think there's a lot of complication there. You know, among it, how do you get those plants built in West Virginia, in western part of Pennsylvania, at the place the workers are? The workers are not going to pick up and move to San Jose to work in, in those plants. But I think it is true. And I think it's true in the automotive industry, frankly, as, as well. The future of automotive in this country is going to be electric cars. It just is. China knows that. They are converting. Frankly, the car manufacturers here seem to know it all already. And if we can do this right, then we can provide union automotive jobs to people. And the climate change does not have to take away work. And I think that fits with the social inequity, with the economic equity, all those things you were talking about. Sure. I mean, you go back, you kind of, you build a manufacturing um, uh, 
climate similar to what we had in the you know post-war in the 50s and the 60s but what you're doing is is building things that allow the planet to uh, allow us to live sustainably on the planet and it's interesting to talk about the auto industry because but for gm all the auto major auto companies which would be ford toyota honda volkswagen are on board one because they see the future and second they were already moving that way under obama that's one that was kind of the deal we'll bail you out and you guys are going to move to a more sustainable model trump comes in and says you don't have to do that stuff anymore and if you'll remember they were like oh no yeah, we're, we're doing, doing it, it. Anyway. <laughs> you yeah. know because the market is requiring it, meaning this is what people want. We sell what people want, not what they wanted 30 years ago. So it's interesting. And I was thinking yesterday when I was listening to all that, that but for Trump and his kind of retrograde view of the climate issue, I'm not sure that Biden would be positioned to go this fast. In other words, this was a major issue for Obama, but he couldn't get the legs on it. People weren't scared enough. There wasn't enough infrastructure. There wasn't enough demand from people to make the change. I think that four years of anti-science for Trump may have accelerated people's acceptance of the changes that are going to need to be made, including the changes in manufacturing that will allow us to do that. It's kind of a hopeful way to look at it, but I think... We may look back again, or historians may look back at the Trump years and say that's he was an accelerant, right? It was like you had this fire and he just made it so big that people were like, oh no, we need the fire department, we got to put this thing out. And if that's the value he served to moving us forward as a species, then you know, enjoy Mar a Lago, my friend. Absolutely. And you know, the one that I found the kind of most significant was Biden's commitment that all, I think it's 650,000 vehicles owned by the federal government. I think that includes like the post office vans, you know, trucks, all those kind of, kind of things, that all of those are going to be electric, all of them. And there's obviously a transition time that has to happen in there. Now, if you're sitting at the Ford Motor Company uh, are you willing to say, nah, we're not going to play in that. Let let the other guys uh, uh, have that business. Or are you going to say, we have got to find a way to make a competitive, up-to-spec vehicle that we can sell to the federal government? And to me, besides just the vehicles, that's the use of federal power at its best. Because when there are 650,000 orders out there, that's interesting. And if I'm tooling up to do those, yeah, then I want to make affordable electric cars uh, for the rest of the country as well. Exactly. And it's interesting because one of the things he's talking about then is saying the electric car thing is you have to build the infrastructure for that. You've got to have charging stations everywhere along the highways. So you go back to what Ike did with the highway system and say, now we're going to make those the highways of the future. And, you know, when you get California, you see those charging stations all over the place. But here in Ohio, you don't really, because there aren't that many electric cars. So the, the more, the easier it is to own an electric car, 
the more affordable it is to buy an electric car. And, you know, then there just gets like, you know, a herd mentality about it to use a Trump phrase. (laughs) And, um, and so you could see 10, 15 years from now, where majority of people are driving electric cars and driving um, a combustion engine is difficult. It's like, oh, there's no gas stations around here. Where am I going to get gas? Oh, I'm just going to go buy an electric car. And much like the junkers, remember the clunkers, junkers plan that Obama did to save the auto industry? There's a way to get all those cars off the road, you know, the ones gas powered that we use now. And the federal government just steps in to create a credit to move to a different car. But I was thinking about all the trash that is then, um, meaning old cars, that is created by that. So they have to, there's, there's, it's a complicated thing they're doing. But to go back what I was saying in the beginning, it feels as if their policy folks, who are very talented, have thought this through, have talked about this and thought about it probably for the past how many years. And um, on some of the stuff, they're ready to go. I think it's very exciting. I Actually, think it I is, too. I excited yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> and that was kind of the strong feeling I had yesterday that, uh, you know, finally, and not just during the Trump administration, you're right that, you know, Obama really kind of floundered trying to get this going. We have floundered as a country. I, I did feel like, man, maybe we are really going to turn the corner. Uh, I think Joe Biden is absolutely committed. I think having John Kerry in a key role of this says a lot. Kerry, you know, is both a talented experience, but also a pretty powerful guy. And that kind of leadership, uh, along with, uh, what's her name, McCarthy, I think, who's the White Mm -hmm. House uh, advisor, that's some strength behind it. So, yeah, I felt kind of encouraged by all that. Yeah, and and I I agree with the social justice environmental link because the hardest hit areas always when you have any of these major events caused by uh, the climate change, whether it's hurricanes, it's droughts in Africa, the poor are always hit the hardest. So I think we will talk about these um, issues of poverty and social justice a lot going forward. I, um, but I think that linkage is yeah, very Yeah, and important. I think we will talk about it. Now, as we're finishing up, you know, besides messing around with plumbing and gas lines, there was nothing our dad liked to mess around with like an automobile. I mean, yes. he, <laughs> he just put that hood up. Actually, his father, who was from uh, uh, England, and was just a wonderful, very formal man who always called cars machines. He always says, let's get in the machine and then we'll go. And he once said to dad, you know, I can tell you how to make that machine run better. Leave the hood down and quit messing with it. and It'll be okay. Ah, I, I, that's a great story. I, and, and I say all that because I'm picturing dad getting a hold of like an $80,000 Tesla and thinking, Oh, wait a minute. Let me, let me take around it. Oh, this actually looks pretty simple there. Oh, my God. This is a great. I always tell these stories about when we were kids. Dad loved to work on cars. He just that was a hobby yeah. for him. Right. And so you you would have a car like he would buy a car for you and you might come home from school and it'd be another car like you could never get committed. No. 
to the car that you were driving. Yep. Because if he got a mind to sell it, he would sell it and be working on something else for you. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. one that we do have to wind up, the one that did endure, I bought when I first started teaching a brand new 1972 Ford Pinto, kind of a light blue. And I drove it and drove it and drove it. And when I was done driving it, it started to get passed on to various siblings. And you included, I think Me included. maybe half the family drove that car. And dad understood that <laughs> car. It, it was kind of a simple, basic car. And he'd just fix that up and on he'd go. We've always said dad, dad was kind of the <laughs> Joe Biden of his small environment. So Yeah, Joe, Joe does remind me of All me. right, talk to you oh, soon. That's Bye. funny. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.